Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock The Hammer election season here in Indiana has basically started. Even though we're two years away from an election, you have Holcomb not running. He can't run because of term limits. You already have uh, multiple people putting their name uh, in the race for that seat, the governor's seat. We have uh, Senate seats opening. Mike Braun not going back to uh, run again for Senate, but he is going to run for governor. So Senate seats, House seats, governor seats, even uh, mayoral races. Several people already uh, talking about running for for the mayor of Indianapolis. So if things are heating up and we aren't even at the end of 2022 yet. Right. We haven't got to the real fun part yet where people are officially in and fundraising and debates. We're still a long way away from that. But there's a story on the website of our news partners, Wish TV, that caught my eye today. There's this new poll that's been released that states that if, and this is a big if, but if former Indiana Governor Mitch Daniels wanted to run for that open U.S. Senate seat, Whoa. he would be the favorite. And honestly, it wouldn't be that close. This was a poll that was released by the Bellwether Research Group. Now, keep in mind, um, Bellwether Research worked with Daniels during his campaigns for governor. So there's that. So take that for whatever you want. But this poll would show that if he wants it, it's his. Now, Mitch wow. Daniels has stated that, you know, hey, I'm just stepping down from Purdue right now. I'm not making any decisions. <laughs> you know, he has not said that he wants this. He has not said that he doesn't want this. He's doing Purdue guy stuff right now. It's, it's everybody that you want to run. Those are the guys that are sitting back with their feet up on the desk and their hands behind their head and just watching it all play out. Kind of like DeSantis in Florida for president of the United States. Now, Mitch Daniels is 73 years old. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if he just said, eh, had a good run. Very popular governor, very popular president of uh, Purdue University, one of the best ever. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if he just said, I'm good on all this. But you're right. I mean, he'd be a very, I mean, he'd be a shoe in for that Senate seat. Now, again, this research company that put the poll out has connections with Mitch Daniels in the past, but it does show that he would have 32% of the GOP support. And then coming in at a close second was Jim Banks, hmm. Representative Banks with 10%, Trey Hollingsworth with 9%, and Victoria Sparts with 7%. That's going to be a fight. That is going to be a huge seat open. This is going to be a fun primary. Like, we're not even hey, talking about the general here. We're just right. talking about the primary. I'm not talking about Democrats. We're talking about the GOP. And I believe the more choices we have uh, as, as Hoosiers, uh, the more choices we have, the better. The more debate, the more choice. Uh, I think it's a good thing. So Banks and Sparts have both talked about running, but they've not officially said that they're in. Right. They said they're going to explore and make a decision later. Hollingsworth did not seek re-election and has not publicly committed on his future plans. Holcomb has not said if he wants to run for Senate. Right. 
So there's still some things in play here. Uh, is Todd Rakita going to throw his name in oh, the hat? That's another name. Is he thinking about governor? Or is he thinking about Senate? It's kind of a who's who of Indiana politics right now, and it's going to be a fun primary season. House seats are going to be open. Senate seats are going to be open. Uh, and who knows, the mayor's race here in Marion County, as tough as that has been for Republicans, maybe somebody can make some boy, noise in that. Boy, my life has changed drastically over the past 20 years, I got to tell you. I used to get I used to get fired up for going out to Rock Lobster and hitting on chicks and getting <laughs> hammered on the weekends and Colts games and and now, and now we're talking about possibilities for an empty Senate seat here in Indiana <laughs> and how we're excited about it. Did you hear? <laughs> Mitch Daniels might be in. <laughs> God. 26-year-old Nigel would punch 46-year-old Nigel in the face. I don't care. I'm all about it. I, this is what I do. This is my career. Uh, turning our attention <laughs> to the... Biggest story nationally, and I think this is a much bigger story than anything that the Good Time Party Boys on the January 6th committee are doing. The situation at the border with the ending of Title 42, just two days away. Wednesday is the day where the chaos could really be ramped up, because that's when Title 42 would expire. And even ABC News is starting to admit that it's a crisis at the border. We begin this morning with the crisis at the southern border. After a year of record-breaking migrant crossings, another surge is looming. On Wednesday, the Biden administration is set to end the controversial Title 42 immigration policy. The order was first put in place by President Trump during the pandemic, ostensibly to stop the spread of COVID-19 in the U.S. It's set to expire on Wednesday after a long legal flight unless the Supreme Court steps in. I traveled to the Texas border this week and saw a system under extreme strain. Thousands of people crossing each day. The Biden administration projecting even more once Title 42 expires. Overnight, El Paso declaring a state of emergency as migrants flood into the city. So for those of you keeping score at home, Martha Raddatz has been to the border, but the border czar has not. <laughs> Joe Biden has not. Yeah, I mean, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, it seems like they're all, all, they're all of a sudden covering the border. And I'll tell you why exactly is what we mentioned last week. The midterms are over and they can stop. Uh, you know, they wouldn't want to cover the crisis at the border and make Joe Biden look bad before the midterms. No. But don't give old lady Raddatz too much credit. <laughs> James, you have that other clip queued up here i gave you here's martha well, i think this is in that same piece she's sitting there talking to texas governor abbott and basically asks the question and frames it in a way blaming republicans for the crisis at the border listen to this the border wall you talk about open borders i don't think i've ever heard president biden say we have an open border. come on over the people i have heard say it are you our former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis, that message reverberates in Mexico and beyond. So they do get the message that it is an open border, and smugglers use all those kinds of statements. Wow. So, so, so Biden rolls out the red carpet for illegals. Wow. The Republicans call him out on it, and now the crisis at the border is their fault. And plus, he said something that wasn't true. Biden said migrants should come during the 2019 Democratic presidential primary debates. So that 
I didn't hear Joe Biden say the president people should come on over. He did damn well say that. Now, Biden is using all the woke tools in his arsenal to ensure as many illegals cross the border as possible, ending Title 42, like you mentioned, doing everything he can to end the remain in Mexico policy with the Supreme Court, rolled back ICE's immigration enforcement. He's cutting funding for the border security. For God's sake, in his first hundred days, he wanted to halt deportations, stop the border wall. So don't get sit there and give me that narrative. Old lady raddits that it's the Republicans' fault for the crisis at the border. That was quite possibly one of the dumbest things <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. So let me get this straight: twenty five hundred illegals have crossed into El Paso every day this week, with eighteen grand expected starting Wednesday moving forward. And all of these are policies of the Democrats, but because Republicans have noticed, it's their mm-hmm. fault. Okay. Fine. What a puppet. What a puppet for the DNC and Joe Biden. This is all about one word, ballots. The Biden administration wants to get as many people across the border and find a way to get them ballots moving forward. Because if you can turn Texas a little bit more blue and keep Arizona as a pretty reliable blue, they might not ever lose an election ever again. This is what it comes down to. And remember, Joe Biden's not even concerned with this. He went to Arizona recently for the big microchip extravaganza and was asked if he was going to go to the border, and this was his response. And not visit the border. Because there's more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. More important things going on, is that what he said? El Paso has issued a state of emergency right now. And Joe Biden says the microchip grab-ass meeting that he went to, (laughs) way more important than that. Brandon Judd, uh, this is the guy who's in charge of the Border Patrol Council. He spoke to Fox earlier today. 8,000 apprehensions per day is way too many for us to be able to handle. That's why you're seeing the El, El Paso Processing Center completely and totally inundated with, with people um, more than what we can can actually process through at, at, in a timely manner. So it's already broken, but it's about to get so much worse. And it's going to be the mayors in, in these cities that are going to feel the brunt of this. It's going to be states like Texas and Arizona that are going to feel all of the pressure um, that's coming in. And to have an administration that knew that, that Title Forty was on its last leg and not to do anything about it. That is absolutely bad governance and and people should hold this administration accountable. But until we do that, they're going to continue the status quo. Biden administration does not view this as a major problem because they want it. They're here for it. They want Arizona to stay as blue as it can. And the more people you can get into Texas and find a way to give them ballots moving forward, you can try to flip Texas. They'll never lose power again. That's what this is all about. All right, Matt Baer, what's the latest?